0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And on this lovely Monday evening. It will be a solo pod. Our boy Greg is not with us, but he will be back with us on Wednesday, best believe. But week 12 in the books, hope y'all had a lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, Hope that you got a lot of family, a lot of food, and a lot of football. So um, with that being said, let's jump into this week 12. It was a rough week out there. Some low-scoring matchups, uh, did still have some high-scoring matchups as well. But obviously, um, we're going to break down every position, the studs and the jags, those top three performers, uh, breaking them all down, also running through the top 12s. And then those jags, those just the guys, those guys that you would have been better off picking up somebody off the waiver wire and starting one of those guys. Um, and obviously, we'll get into the news and the injuries and then obviously waivers. So starting with the quarterback position, as we always do, the number one quarterback on the week. Uh, we've been saying that for a few weeks now, this guy would be the number one quarterback. Uh, did it a couple of times, uh, this being one of them, uh, not so much the other times. But Josh Allen, of course, I'm talking about him. 23 of 28, 260 passing yards, four touchdowns two interceptions, also adds four or eight carries for 43 rushing yards. That was good for 26.7 uh, standard quarterback uh, points. Josh Allen, again, just continuing to uh, have these. Uh, it's a combination of his skill set and the and the offense that they play in, but uh, the, these matchups as well. Um, you know, New Orleans was just a, a cake spot of a matchup against New England next week in which – and what will be an interesting matchup, just for what it means for the division and and the AFC East, and, as well as what it means for just AFC seeding in general, as New England could potentially make a run here for the number one seed. So um obviously continue to fire that man up. Moving on to the quarterback two on the week. That would be Aaron Rodgers, uh fractured toe and all, uh, did not stop the man. 28 of 45, 307 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, uh, also added uh, two rush attempts for a touchdown there, so 26.3 PPR points. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, again, just, uh, you know, fracture toe did to not stop him. Uh, he diced up this Rams defense. I, I kind of thought, you know, had a feeling that he would have a good game here, um, and he and he did that here, so you got to love that. Uh, moving on to quarterback three on the week, that would be Dak Prescott uh, played on Thanksgiving 32 of 47, 375 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, uh twenty-five point three points there. Um that wasn't a uh you know, that wasn't a loss there for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh 47 pass attempts. Anytime Dak Prescott's gonna throw the ball uh more than 40 times, you gotta feel really good about the fantasy output that's gonna be on the on the end of that. So gotta love that performance there by Dak Prescott. Uh rounding out this top twelve here. Matthew Stafford comes in at four, Mac Jones five, Derek Carr six, Carson Wentz seven, Justin Herbert, eight, Trevor Lawrence nine, Joe Burrow ten, Teddy Bridgewater eleven, and Andy Dalton comes in as the quarterback twelve. It was not a great week for quarterbacks. Um, but the the guys that did finish in the top twelve, some of them had some some really good weeks. Uh, you know, Mac Jones looking at you. Uh, had a really good week, uh, 310 passing yards, um, two passing touchdowns, uh, also added 11 yards rushing there. So just all in all, you know, 21 and a half points there gets a matchup against Buffalo, which did lose Trey White, um, you know, on defense. So you have to wonder, uh, you know, what that looks like there for Mac Jones potentially. But Uh, Justin Herbert in a loss, uh, you know, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow, who could have had probably a much bigger day if Pittsburgh was just competitive on the other side. I mean, he was 20 of 24, just 100, 190 passing yards and and a touchdown there to go along with an interception. But eight rushing an eight yard rushing touchdown there, um, you know, finished with 16 points. The quarterback 10 on the week gets to go up against the Chargers. Next week with Justin Herbert. So that'll be an interesting matchup uh, between these two quarterbacks. So definitely have to take, um, you know, definitely looking forward to that in week 13. But got to cover some Jags here. And, uh, you know, one of them, my quarterback start of the week, Tom Brady. I mean, he fell victim to his own teammate in uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, who we'll obviously get to in a little bit. Um, But Jalen Hurts. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton. I mean, hear this, right? Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton uh, combined yesterday, and I know this because I have three of them. Three of them are uh, are make up, you know, my my two uh, super flex teams. But they combined for nine interceptions yesterday. Pretty wild, uh, you know. Jalen Hurts threw three, Lamar Jackson four, uh, and Cam Newton threw one. No, he threw two. Um, Ryan Tannehill also did not have a great day there either. So, um, you know, again, tough week for quarterbacks, but, you know, next week, uh, we hope that it's a much better week. Uh, Obviously, with some big names on by, uh, you know, mainly Patrick Mahomes, uh, it'll make that it'll make it like that. So moving on to. The running backs of the, the running backs on the week there. Um, the running back studs, uh, starting with the running back one on the week, uh, and we talked about him a little bit. Briefly mentioned him, Leonard Fournette. Um, tried to do his best Jonathan Taylor impression and instead does an Austin Eckler impression, impression. Seventeen carries, 100 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Also adds seven carries on eight or seven receptions on eight targets for thirty one yards and a and a fourth touchdown there. Uh so forty four point one PPR points, just an absolutely dominant performance there by Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, Indianapolis has you know they they can be run on a little bit, but they they're also um you know a passive for sure. Uh and so uh you know they I guess they came out in here trying to stop Tom Brady. Uh, and that led to a lot of running room for Leonard Fournette, who, you know, averaged almost six yards per per rush attempt there, you know, 100 yards on 17 carries. So great day for him. Um, another running back who had a, a, a big, big day, that would be Joe Mixon, uh, 28 carries, 165 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, added four receptions there for negative two passing yards or receiving yards. Uh, 32.3 PPR points. I I mean, Joe Mixon's just—he's been on one for these last couple weeks. Uh, you know, in the previous game against Vegas, had another 30 rushing yards or 30 rushing attempts and 130 yards. So you know, he's just you know racking up the yardage and the volume right now. And heading into the fantasy playoffs, you've got to feel real confident uh, if you're a Joe Mixon manager about how he can lead you to uh, the promised land here with this with this stretch of run. Uh, That He's getting here. Uh, I guess the Chargers next week, which we know is is a favorable, favorable matchup for running backs in fantasy. So it it just you've got to be licking your licking your lips, looking at that matchup there. So next coming up is the RB three. That's Elijah Mitchell, man. I mean, this dude has been balling. Uh, you know, we've been talking about him as a guy that, you know, you 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 can't worry about what's going to happen with him. You, you kind of just got to ride it out. He's he's the perfect RB2 to have, and he's been performing as better than that in these last few weeks. 27 rush attempts here against Minnesota. That was good for 133 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown. But the part that you have to love about Elijah Mitchell, uh, the part that wasn't there to start the year, is that he's getting targeted in a pass game. Saw six targets. Was good for five receptions and thirty-five receiving yards, twenty-seven point eight PPR points on the day. Uh, you you gotta love it from Elijah Mitchell, and again the the volume, right? The fact that you know Debo Samuel can be involved, Jeff Wilson can be involved, and that Elijah Mitchell over the course of a game can still touch the ball twenty-seven times, uh, you have to love that for Elijah Mitchell. Um, moving on to You know, obviously rounding out this top 12 here, Cordell Patterson, I mean, high ankle sprain and all, coming in here finishes the RB4, Uh, Austin Eckler, the RB5, Javante Williams, the RB6, A.J. Dillon, 7, Jonathan Taylor, 8, Miles Gaskin, 9, tying with Josh Jacobs for 9, Dontrell Hilliard, um, 11, and then Daryl Henderson coming in as the RB12 here. Um, when you look at this, man, I mean, Cordell Patterson, he's been like, obviously, he's been awesome, but to get him back this week and, uh, you know, game time decision and all, comes in 16 carries, a buck oh eight and two touchdowns. Gotta love that there. Uh, Austin Eckler just continuing to be uh, a godsend there at the fantasy, at the running back position, the top five almost every week, it seems. Um, and then Javante Williams, I, I mean, a lot. I'm not gonna get carried away here. A lot of it came on a 42 yard reception. Uh did get a rushing touchdown early in the game, which which set him up real nice. Um, but you know, uh not gonna get entirely carried away there because Melvin Gordon still still lurking in the shadows there. Uh and then uh Josh Jacobs, man, I mean, he's really been he's been something else. Uh, I mean, hopefully. He's seems like he's okay with the injury, but he's really been something else in the running back at the running back position. And is somebody that could, could really, uh, you know, lift you up here for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, some honorable mentions here, Matt Breida had a big game on Thursday night. Um, you know, Thanksgiving day I uh, had, you know, not a big game, but a nice game. Uh, and then Jamal Williams as well, you know, uh uh DeAndre Swift suffered a shoulder injury in the Thanksgiving game. And so Jamal Williams filled in. So um, you know, I ended up having a, a top fifteen week in PPR leagues. Uh rounding out these or the, you know, moving on to these Jags, these just the guys, uh Najee Harris, uh not a great day there um against the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it was Usually, Najee Harris is game script proof, but they—it seems like they made a consistent, concerted effort. The Bengals did to shut down uh, Steelers, the Steelers' run game and and shut down Najee Harris. Uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, if you were looking to him, I I had him listed as an RB two, I think a top eighteen play, uh, did not come through this week. So, um, you know that one was that game was just weird. I mean Lamar throwing four interceptions. Um, you know, just the, just the overall, the whole game was just really weird. Um, Saquon Barkley, not a fantastic day there. And then, you know, again, Nick Chubb on the other side of that weird game that was, that we saw Devonte Freeman in, uh, did not have a great day either. Um, only eight rush attempts there. I mean, this Browns offense is, you know, you, you, you have gotta be a little bit, um, Concern about you know obviously Baker Mayfield his health and what that does to this this entire offense so um, especially Kareem Hunt being back that you know it was already uh, you know rearing its ugly head in the game where we saw Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb just splitting time and um, you know splitting basically essentially. Uh, you know, in, in whole drives here. I mean, Nick Chubb only saw 12 opportunities in the game. I mean, this is a game we lost 16 to 10, right? So, like, yeah, it was it was really tough to watch. Um Moving on to the wide receiver position, the number one wide receiver on the week, that would be the rookie wide receiver. I mean, that's two weeks in a row we got a rookie finishing in this spot, but that'd be the rookie wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. Ten targets, nine catches, 137 yards, and a touchdown there. I mean, this was the breakout game for Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's been obviously uh, has been really good all season, but this game was his best game of the year, Uh, 137. That's big-time yardage there, 28.7 PPR points. I mean, with Tua, you know, we talked about Tua briefly with him continuing to take that step forward. Um, you know, I, and again, you guys know this if you've been listening for a while. Like not not been the biggest Tua fan, but he and Jalen Waddle they've got something cooking. And if Jalen, if Tua keeps taking these steps, that only helps Jalen Waddle here. Um, the wide receiver two on the week, man. T Higgins eight targets, six catches, seventy five receiving yards, or sorry, one hundred and fourteen receiving yards and a touchdown there. Um, Twenty three point four PPR points. Gotta love that, man. I mean. T. Higgins was absolutely um you know absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks. The target share has been there. I mean, he's got he's got to be a, a guy that you you despite what the production has been, you gotta put him in your lineup almost every week. Uh, because again, while Jamar Chase out targets him or out produces him. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, While Jamar Chase outproduces him from a fantasy perspective, um, T. Higgins is still seeing the the volume, uh, equivalent volume. So you definitely want to keep throwing him out there. Uh, The wide receiver three on the week, that would be Adam Thielen. I mean, this dude is a touchdown machine, apparently. Um, He's seven targets, five receptions for 62 receiving yards and two touchdowns. That was 23.2. PPR points on the day. Uh, I mean, Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins just have this chemistry that you just can't really account for, I guess, uh, when you do projections and things, because I mean, he's, I mean, obviously you can project it right from, from Thielen's perspective, because you know that his touchdowns are coming in the red zone and when they get down there, Kirk Cousins is looking for him. So you can project it that way. But um, he's just, you know, you don't want to bet a guy to score every week, but this guy's literally scored. Uh, they've played 11 games, and he's scored in all but three of them. So then he's got 10 touchdowns on the year. So you definitely have to imagine that uh, this guy's just going to – keep uh, balling out. Excuse me. Sorry. Had to sneeze again here. Um, But rounding out this top 12, Kendrick Bourne comes in at 4, Hunter Renfro 5, Debo Samuel 6, Stefan Diggs 7, Deshaun Jackson 8, Odell Beckham 9, Cooper Cup 10, Deontay Johnson, 11, and Devontae Adams finishing as the wide receiver, 12. Um, Obviously, Kendrick Bourne, you know I got to love that one. Uh, Dude saw six targets, uh, two two touchdown receptions on 61 receiving yards. Got to love that. Hunter Renfro, that's a a guy that I know Greg has been going back for all year. Um, And, you know, obviously, we've been a huge fan of here. Uh, So obviously got to love that. And then Debo Samuel, I mean, do you call him a wide receiver or a running back? Uh, Because my guy has basically rushing touchdowns in each of his last two games. I think it might even be like three games of that. He had two in this game, has uh, had more rushing yards than receiving yards. Uh, I think that's two games in a row now. Uh, He's just been getting it done. So I think he's game game script proof at this point for sure. Um and then uh you know Odell Beckham Jr. having a ga- a good game I mean it, it was it was nice to see I guess but um you would like to see it you know more consistency uh, granted it was only one game so we'll take that with a grain of salt and we'll see what happens next week um but Cooper Cup curious to see uh, what's going on there uh we know we talked about how. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, they would always be the split, and then by the time you look at the end of the season, it's evened up a little bit. Uh, don't know if that's the phase of the season with with which we're entering here. Maybe teams have figured out something to uh, kind of try to try to slow down Cooper Cup. You can't stop him, but slowing him down, I guess, you can definitely try to do that. Um, I think that's it on the top 12. Some honorable mentions. uh, Darnell Mooney had a great game on Thanksgiving. Cedric Wilson, if you took the shot uh, as a fill-in for C.D. Lamb, he had a a really good game there. Uh, So did Michael Gallup. uh, Josh Reynolds on Thanksgiving, that one's for Greg. And then Randall Cobb had a good game as well. Um, You know, for some Jags, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Two of those guys, second year guys. Two of those guys, rookies. So, um, but yeah, those guys did not get done this week. Um, think you know, all these guys are not overly concerned about it. Elijah Moore has a tough matchup this week against Philadelphia, but um, think you think you maybe have to play him. Who knows? Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I think. I think that will correct itself as well. And then Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, those guys, you just got to keep throwing them out there. Moving on to the tight end position. Jack Doyle, the tight end one of the week. Mm, Man, that's weird. Seven targets, six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. 20.1 PPR points. No Travis Kelsey. I guess anybody could have literally finished here. But it was weird that Jack Doyle did because it was just weird. Um, Rob Gronkowski finishing as the tight end, two. Welcome back, brother. Ten targets, seven catches, 123 receiving yards. No touchdown, but that was good for 19.3 PPR points. Uh, so Gronk looks like he's his old self again. Uh, was a, a just a demon there for the you know, the Indianapolis Colts. And so you got you gotta like you gotta look like that going forward here for Gronk. Um Dawson Knox, the tight end three on the week, three targets, three catches, thirty-two receiving yards, two touchdowns, eighteen point two PPR points. Phenomenal week there by Dawson Knox. Uh if you've been waiting for him and you took the shot uh on him these last couple of weeks, you've you've got to be excited about the performance. Uh the tight end four on the week Mark Andrews, I mean, this guy has just been, he's been awesome. Um, you know, I'll get into him later in the week, but he's just been phenomenal. Um, Dal- Dalton Schultz, the tight end five. Cole Komet, the tight end six. Uh, Pat Fryer moved to tight end seven. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end eight. David Njoku, the tight end nine. Uh, Jimmy Graham, the tight end 10. Brevin Jordan, the tight end 11. And Jared Cook finishing as a tight end twelve. In terms of honorable mentions, there will be none. Um, In terms of these guys in this top 12, I think Brevin Jordan is interesting. Uh, I mean, he's a rookie. Um, Had a good matchup this week, came through, has another good matchup coming up against Indianapolis. I think he can also come through, so that'll be nice. Uh, Pat Frymer suffering an injury, so that sucks. Um, Curious to see what happens with uh, Cole Komet, because... This past game in Chicago functions better with Andy Dalton. I don't think that I'm saying anything over, you know, I don't think that's overly hot takey or anything, Um, you know, actually factual, but Cole Komet is interesting with Andy Dalton under center. So um, in terms of Jags, Mike Gusecki, I think we have to have a conversation here. I mean, started out hot. Uh, we had a question about whether he and Tua could coexist. Uh, we thought that that question, the answer to that question was yes, they could. But things are indicating that maybe they can't. I don't. Again, that's tough. Um, this is a guy with literal low, with literal twenty point upside, so maybe not in a rush to get rid of him. Um, Kyle Pitts, not a great week for him, but I think he's just going through a tough stretch of matchups here. Um, you know, I, I know he's treated you know he doesn't line up like a tight end traditionally on offense but teams are doing a making a concerted effort to take him away uh and he's playing against some some teams that have been pretty good against tight end tight end the tight end position in recent weeks so i think once he gets into a a, a, a you know a nicer stretch of matchups here we could see the ceiling here from Kyle Pitts who i think is due for some touchdown regression uh Hunter Henry not a great week but you know he's been all touchdown production Uh, And then Noah Fant has not been, um, you know, has, was not great this week either. So um, I think that's really it from the tight end position. Um, Let's talk about waivers starting with, or not waivers, let's talk about injuries. Starting with the big news that came out this weekend, uh, Christian McCaffrey suffered an ankle injury. It was initially thought to, be just something week to week that he might be dealing with but then uh he was put on injured reserve uh, and once you you're put on ir twice uh you are out for the rest of the year so cmc automatic out for the season there so seems like we have a situation in carolina uh with the running backs that we have to sort out they are on by this week so um get an extra week to kind of resolve the situation if you are the CMC manager. Um Dalvin Cook suffered a dislocated shoulder, uh, also suffered a torn labrum. Uh, so this doesn't mean it's season-ending, but it definitely could be season-ending here for Dalvin Cook. So that's tough there if you are the Dalvin Cook manager. Um, Randall Cobb, he suffered a groin injury, so... I uh, was on his way to a really good game here, so we'll have to see what it means for him going forward. But, um, you know, definitely something to watch, I guess, uh, in deeper leagues. And then Dan Arnold, uh, the, our guy Dan, uh, Dan the man, uh, 46 week MCL sprain there for the automatic tight end stream of the week. Uh, so we will have to take a look. Uh, at that situation in in Jacksonville. But moving on to the waivers, and before we do that, got to let you know who's on by and who not to start this week because you won't get fancy points. Carolina Panthers players, Cleveland Browns players, Green Bay Packers players, and Tennessee Titans players will not get you fancy points if you put them in your lineup. But these guys I'm about to uh, throw out on the waiver wire, some of them potentially will get you fancy points if you put them in your lineup, just as long as they're not on by, because I am going to talk about some guys who are on by this week. But starting with the quarterback position, let's go with a guy who, by the time you will listen to this, maybe he will have played, maybe he may not have played. I don't know, but Taylor Heineke, 38% rostered, probably the top streaming option at the position this week, gets Las figures, Raiders, defense that has been getting roasted by opposing quarterbacks. So definitely love that matchup there. Um, If you can't get Taylor Heineke, my next go-to would probably be Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, He's played really well in these past few weeks. Uh, And then, you know, he, he gets the New York Giants this week, a defense that struggled versus the pass. And so... I think you know with him, he's got rest of season value potentially here too with a nice schedule down the stretch. So two is a guy that I definitely uh, am interested in. Um, and then Jimmy G comes in comes in as the the third quarterback that I would look to. Thirty four percent rostered in Yahoo leagues, uh, so he's he's definitely available. Uh, gets to go against Seattle, which again we we know has struggled against quarterbacks. Moving on to the running back position, uh, let's start with the headliner, and that is the situation in Carolina. And what do we do there? Chuba Hubbard, Amir Abdullah. Um, Chuba Hubbard has seemed to have taken a back seat to Amir Abdullah as the as the backup running back in Carolina. Uh, now, I don't know if that was because they saw Amir Abdullah as a better complement to CMC or, you know, and they maybe they view True Hubbard as a direct backup. Again, I'm not entirely sure. We saw Amir Abdullah um, obviously lead the running backs in pass routes in, in this last game, which you would kind of expect with a negative game script that they were facing. So it really is a mystery to me uh, what which back that you would that you should go with. Um, I would honestly, you know, um, you know, really take a look at it. Uh, I think Chuba Hubbard will probably cost more uh, because he uh, definitely is the, you know, the guy that people know and he's the name that we, you know, we kind of flocked to when this first happened. Uh, He is also less available, though. He's available in um, or he's only rostered in 39 percent of leagues. So he's available in 61 percent of them uh you have to imagine that a lot of the CMC managers probably held on to him but the guy who will be available Amir Abdullah he's rostered in 0% of leagues so he is available he could have a role there and he could potentially be the guy here um taking over for the Carolina Panthers, especially their schedule is kind of tough, if they end up in a lot of negative game script, you could be see a situation where Doula just happens to be on the field because he is the pass-catching running back. Um, rounding out the rest of these, these running back waivers, um, Alexander Madison would be the, I mean, he'd be the, the guy to get, uh, again, he's the least available of this group, um, but if I had Waiver the number one waiver, you know, if I had 100% of my fab and I had to spend it on somebody, it would be Alexander Madison. Um, secondly, uh, that or first, it would be first, uh, and then it would be these Carolina backs potentially. Um, but Jamal Williams also has a ton of intrigue, 39% rostered, so he's available in 61% of leagues. We saw that DeAndre Swift suffered an injury, I failed to mention that actually. Uh, He suffered an injury on Thanksgiving a shoulder injury, so have to see how long that'll keep him out. Uh, but Jamal Williams could potentially be a workhorse back for the Detroit Lions for these these next few weeks. Um, Tevin Coleman, available in just 18% of leagues. Greg told you to go get him. He, I told you to go get um, Ty Johnson. Turned out that you wanted to go get Tevin Coleman because he led the Jets with 18 carries. Only had about 67 rushing yards or so. Was not ultra involved in the pass game, uh, but seems to be the lead dog in terms of rush attempts here for the Jets, uh, who do get Philadelphia, so not a great matchup there. Uh, But if you were looking for running back help, uh, that would be the the guy in that backfield. Um, Matt Breida uh, was active in favor of Zach Moss on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. Saw some some decent work. Also scored a touchdown. Uh, Looks good, actually, in that Buffalo offense. Uh, Has a lot of speed. Uh, You know, they kind of, I think they miss, not miss him, but I think they need somebody like that to complement this offense that likes to spread offenses, spread defenses out, go a lot of four wide, get a lot of receivers on the field. Uh, And you got a mobile quarterback in Josh Allen. So I think a home run hitting running back like that makes a ton of sense. Uh, So Matt Breida could have a role here at the uh near the end of the season. And then you know, some guys who probably aren't gonna help you start this week, um, but it's cold out, it's cuffing season, we're getting closer to Valentine's Day. You you've got to shore up your running back situation, get some of these insurance policies at the running back position. Um you know we we obviously saw Christian McCaffrey go down. We see Dalvin Cook go down and now Al- Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard. They're the top of the line in terms of, of waivers. Um, you know Jamal Williams, almost the same thing. You want to shore up these guys without having to spend any fab. So Sony Michelle, uh, Ronald Jones, Khalil Herbert, guys that could end up being workhorses if the guy in front of them goes down. And with running backs, it's not inconceivable. It's the most injury-prone position in football. In one of the most injury uh, pro in one of the most injury, um, in one of the worst injury luck sports in football. So Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Khalil Herbert, those are just examples of three guys that if you have an extra spot on your bench, um, you're sitting there, um, you know, holding on to an extra kicker or a backup quarterback in a one quarterback league or something like that. You know these guys have more value on your on your bench um, than they do sitting out on waivers because again they could unlock essentially you and I'm I'm talking if you don't have Daryl Henderson Leonard Fournette or David Montgomery if you ha- if you don't have one of those guys and you just happen to pick up one of these guys and one of those guys goes down and now you have this guy becoming a starting running back on your team. It makes your team better. Uh, and and you don't have to spend any fab to go get them. They're already on the roster. So I would prioritize these guys um if you have an extra roster spot to spare over like a, a an extra wide receiver, a backup quarterback, or a backup tight end, something like that. Um moving on to wide receivers, not a ton of guys that I, I'm like must add this week, um, but some guys that are available that could help you win this week. Uh, Van Jefferson um, has a has a decent matchup here. He's um, rostered in 47% of Yahoo Leagues. Uh, so, he you know, coming off a big game there. So that's nice. Uh, A.J. Green rostered in 41% of Yahoo Leagues. Gets Chicago. Um, you know, Kyler Murray's probably healthy. Uh, presumably will be healthy for this game. So you got to love that as well and, and what that can do for A.J. Green's upside. Kadarius Toney rostered in 47% of Yahoo leagues. This one's tricky because he didn't play in week 12, but if he can play in week 13, has a a nice matchup here against um has a nice matchup here against the Miami Dolphins and you know, Miami Dolphins they got torched uh a little bit torched, a little torched I should say by DJ Moore and company in week 12, they got roasted by Elijah Moore in week 11, uh, and so Kear Tony, Toney, um, who's going to face a ton of man coverage, uh, should be able to have some fun here against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Kendrick Bourne rostered in 23% of Yahoo leagues. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, he's seen uh, five five targets or so in every in, in the last you know four or five games. Uh, gets a matchup against Buffalo who just lost Trey White. Uh, I think that Kendrick Bourne has some upside here for this Patriots offense that is up and coming. And then at tight end, uh there's not much there, but I will throw out with Dan Arnold being injured, uh James O'Shaughnessy, he will he stepped in, he ran 81 percent uh uh he ran a route on eighty almost eighty two percent of the dropbacks uh according to a blurb I read on NBC Sports Edge so uh, he, he was actually the lead tight end and, you know, it was a guy that I was onto uh, prior to, you know, him getting injured and them sending out a trade to go get, uh, you know, Dan Arnold to bring in here. So it's just kind of weird how that happens. But James O'Shaughnessy, I think, has some, you know, basically the same streaming upside that Dan Arnold had. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Appreciate you spending this time with me. Um, we will get Greg back, so make sure you come back on Wednesday. Uh, kick it with us. We'll obviously, break, break, be, well, we'll obviously be breaking down Thursday night football as the New Orleans Saints take on the Dallas Cowboys. So that game will be interesting. We obviously know the you know, Mike McCarthy. If you haven't been paying attention to the news, maybe you haven't heard, Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, will be unavailable for that game. So that'll also make this uh, interesting. So hopefully y'all won. Hopefully you're one step closer to your playoff. And um, just keep vibing with this because it's going to be fun, man. It's definitely going to be fun. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, Thank you for kicking with us. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We love you. And we're out of here. Peace.